0: Hi, it's Beck. And Nat, two very different sisters who come together each week to reframe problems big and small with you, our dear reframables. And why do we call you such a term of endearment? Because we are all in the process of reframing and being reframed.
1: This week we are doing a new series, Reframing in Seven Minutes, it's called, Nat.
0: This is for all of our listeners who are, you know, short on time. And who isn't? Time can be a real... Constraint. So, we want to be able to do some of our reframing practice,
1: but like on the quick. What we're going to do is just do a check in on our monthly, our October challenge.
0: Exactly. Because reframing doesn't have to be actually like attacking a problem and then now fixing it. That would actually kind of be the opposite of what we say reframing is. It's supposed to be about points of connection and then working through to the other side of something, but that may take some time. And we only have seven minutes back, so we're we're barely gonna begin. Okay, but first we
1: have some love to show.
0: Yes, absolutely. And that love is for a friend of ours who we've made in this podcasting world. Her name is Pam Uzel. Her podcast is called Art Heals All Wounds and we'll be playing her trailer at the end of this episode just to give you a taste of what she's all about. Each week she interviews an artist and talks about their work because she believes that as creative thinkers artists present us with some of the most compelling visions of ways that our world could work better for everyone. And that's a vision that reframe rules
1: can get behind. So check her out. So, October check-in. I have my hand up. (laughs) You would only know that if you watch the YouTube version of this. How is it going for you, Nat? And what was your challenge again?
0: Okay. So to remind those who maybe heard it before, my plan had been to not say sorry. And like right now I can for hear- For all
1: of October. For
0: all of October. And I can hear Coco feeling sad. And I want to say sorry to her for feeling sad while we're in the midst of recording, but I'm not.
1: Really? Is that actually your impulse when you hear her? Yeah. You you want
0: to say, Oh, sorry, sorry Coco. Yeah, totally. That's what I would do. That would be so wrong for your child. <laughs> well, it would be so natural because it's definitely like practiced language that I that I go to. Like body memory stuff. It's like a filler. When Frankie tells stories as we're going on a walk as a family in the evening, we've noticed that every like when he's filling He's trying to get to his next thought. He has a filler word, and it's basically. So every time he's trying to fill in the next detail to whatever sort of like monster story he's telling us, it's constantly and basically. And then he'll go on and say it, and basically. And I realize that my basically is sorry. Mm. And I know some people will be like, "Oh, that's just very Canadian." No, this is different than that. <laughs>
1: well, it might be, <laughs> but even if it is very Canadian. Maybe it's worth examining. Right, exactly. Because we have a troubled Canadian psyche. Yeah,
0: there's lots of trouble here. My gosh, we have lots to work on. I'm calling you troubled now. I am troubled. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I definitely am troubled enough by the sorry, by the inclination to saying sorry, that I decided for October that I was going to really work to interrupt that. And I'm four days in, and I would say that I am on a good path forward here. I think that my stories have been limited.
1: And have you been thoughtfully remembering that you're doing this or it's just deep in you now that you just, like, how are you remembering?
0: I want to say that I'm thoughtfully remembering, but I actually, I just think I've had a good few days. (laughs) (laughs) And this conversation is helping me to remind myself going forward that I need to be really cognizant of it, which is a, you know, not to over comment on that, the word, but I do think that that is part of the reframing practice for me is talking to you, to a friend, to mom, whatever it is to sort of remind myself of what I need to stay aware of or what I'm working through. And that's, what's helping me right now. Hmm. How about you?
1: I was sorry. That was just making me think of, I listened to this, some CEO of some fancy corporation. And he was saying that all through His whole university career, he had sticky notes reminding him what his goals were. He just put them everywhere to keep him focused on his goal. Like they were very large goals of, you know, owning this by whatever age. But it was all about the sticky notes and the reminders.
0: Hmm. I remember when Clifford and I moved into our condo back when we had it, the person who was living there also had many sticky notes <laughs> <laughs> like plastered all the way throughout the like the home and it was like I am beautiful, I am worth it <laughs> and you know what obviously she really had set like a serious kind of self-care intention with those sticky notes and maybe they were working for her so I don't know like
1: <laughs> but they were there for well they were they were selling the condo and those sticky notes were present for everybody.
0: Yes, that's <laughs>
1: <laughs> that no one thought to take them down that because aren't you supposed to make a neutral space? Yeah, that no one like someone could be like this could be mine.
0: Yep. Nope. And you're,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're having to work past the sticky notes. But yes, kudos
0: to her. I walked into her meditation gallery. <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> Talk about voyeurism. Okay, mine was no complaining. This is so hard. And I can admit that I haven't even been that conscious of this. I mean, I sort of remembered I'm doing this challenge, but I need, I need a lot more sticky notes. Hmm. So number one, more sticky notes or, or we need daily check-ins. Yeah. That's something we could consider, but I'm not doing well because this morning Simon came. I was sitting in here reading this great article on Sandra Cisneros, the poet. I love her. And I was like deeply absorbed. It was an interview, and I was really into her thoughts and how she thinks about everything. It was so interesting. And then Simon's like, can you drive me downtown?
0: What? I know.
1: Okay, that's like a big ask. It was shocking. (laughs) And... And I freaked out, kind of, like kind of jumped up and what? where do you need to go? Why now? We have no gas. I'm about to do something. I have to go put a bra on. I'm not even like all of these things. And he's like, whoa, okay, you're not, you can't. And then I said, no, of course I can drive you somewhere, not downtown. But it was very, it was very complainy. Or something complaint adjacent,
0: anyway. Okay, I'm not hearing complaining. I am potential. I can let you go with complaint adjacent, but I think your response felt very fair because <laughs> that is honestly quite a big ask at the last minute. But okay, that's good that you were able to regroup, both of you.
1: Yeah. Although I just want to, I, I think I'm, I think maybe the no complaining really the root of what I want is to exist a little more calmly. Oh, okay. I honestly it's boring saying that
0: because I feel like
1: I'm always trying to say that I want to be calmer. Like it's never going to happen.
0: No, don't say that. I mean, like the fact that you are channeling that, like if you're sort of like, that's what you want, then it will. I mean, the fact that you regrouped is a really big deal. Like if you actually did get in the car. If the bra got on, I, I I don't know if I don't know if I put a bra on. I think I
1: walked. No, I think I walked straight to the car and I just sat there grumpy and I was like, "Are you coming?" And then I said, "Now we're going to lose our parking spot." And I and I even thought to myself, "I'm not going to say that that one out loud. I'm not going to say the thing about the parking spot. I'm going to bite my tongue there." And then I said it. Oh no.
0: Okay. Okay. So
1: you know what? <laughs> that was complaining. I th- that was that was when oh that was the full on complaint. We're going to lose our parking spot.
0: Okay. So it's October 4th and you're starting over.
1: I'm starting fresh. That's fine.
0: That's good. 10 sticky notes around the
1: house to remind myself. And actually, you know what? I think that's going to be a nice example for the girls. Mm, I like that.
0: That I am working on something. I think I'm doing the same, not with the sticky notes per se, but by modeling, not saying sorry. Cause Frankie definitely has that bent. He could go quickly to sorry as like a filler. And I don't want that for him. So I need to work on it with him. Like, to be explicit about it. So I don't know if that means drawing on his chalkboard. No, sorry. (laughs) Instead of the sticky note, but something of that ilk. Okay, that was seven minutes, Beck. That was a seven-minute check-in. Okay. Thanks for the check-in.
1: Bye. Hey, Reframables, a little housekeeping. Don't forget to rate, review, or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts if you like what we're doing here on Reframables. Your feedback really supports this reframing project of ours. Also, please sign up for our weekly newsletter, which comes with a free delicious recipe from Nat. Check us out over on Patreon too, where we do mini episodes which we call life hacks and enhancers, our five best things in a week. On Patreon, you can become a monthly donor for as little as two bucks a month, or you could even tip us on our new coffee account. Lastly, tell us what you like and what you want to hear more of. We love feedback and getting to know you, our listeners. All the links are in our show notes. Love reframables
0: dum 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 dum
2: dum 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 do you want to change the world so do i on this podcast we meet artists whose work is doing just that welcome art heals all wounds. I'm your host, Pam Yuzel. Each week, I interview an artist and talk about their work. As creative thinkers, artists present us with some of the most compelling visions of ways that our world could work better for everyone. Art around environmental, social, and racial justice, gender equity, ways to build community and bridge divisions, and solace for grieving. If we can see solutions to the things that prevent us from thriving as individuals and societies, we can imagine implementing those solutions. Once we imagine that, we can become the people we want to be, belonging to communities that nurture everyone and living in societies based on equity and justice. How do we change the world? One artist at a time.